The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Welcome to KXAN News. Today we have your Friday morning headlines. Former President Donald Trump is not expected to surrender today after a grand jury in New York indicted him. The exact charges are currently unknown. However, the Manhattan District Attorney was known to be focusing on a felony charge of falsifying business records. If convicted, the charge carries a maximum prison time of four years. Current President and First Lady are going to be in Rolling Fork, Mississippi today. A tornado tore through the area last weekend, killing 25 people. They plan to meet with first responders as well as state and local leaders. Busy weekend in Austin. Round Rock Express kicking off its season opener today. Texas Relay is also continuing on the campus of UT. CMT's downtown concerts and block parties are also still going on. And don't forget the Zilker Kite Fest. Of course, be sure to pack some patience with the roadways. The City of Austin's Mobility Management Center says it will monitor the traffic signals for you and make adjustments as needed in real-time action this weekend. And of course, all this happening as we are hitting what is expected to be a record high for the end of March. Get ready. It is about to be hot today. Kristen Curry joining us with more on what to expect there. Good morning, guys. It's not going to feel like March, that's for sure, today. But we could also be looking at some worse weather other Mm. than record highs. So we'll take it. Let me show you what's going on outside now because our clouds and radar showing a lot of cloud cover. Could we maybe see a couple sprinkles in the mix this morning? Yes, but it is not expected to be heavy rain. What are we looking at outside now? Well, a little blurry from our Whittlesea Landscapes Supplies weather camera there in Liberty Hill. But it is going to be, I would say, probably a friendlier commute today compared to what you faced yesterday. Reason is we're not seeing nearly as much fog. There's not as much of that drizzle. I think temperature wise you're going to enjoy it because our numbers are warmer. We're currently sitting at 70 degrees right now, but I'm hoping today we squeeze in a little more sunshine than what we got stuck with yesterday. Humidity though, 90%. That humidity is going to stay pretty high today until a cold front moves in. Now you're probably looking at our temperatures thinking what cold front? Well, this is going to come in late days. So it's likely we see our high temperatures peak up to about 91 degrees and then the relatively cooler air will filter in behind it. You'll notice the rain chances are about 10 to 20 percent today. That's going to be for some isolated storms along that cold front. But we also have a better chance of rain coming in on Sunday. So we're going to be talking a little bit more about how that weather could impact your weekend plans. I want to transition talk briefly about wildfire danger because the humidity is actually helping us out in this department. We've got moderate wildfire danger across central Texas, but big problems expected up towards the north and west. You'll notice the high to even very high fire danger across the Panhandle, West Texas, South Plains area, even down into the Big Bend. Now, because of this, Governor Greg Abbott is making sure that West Texas is prepared for this upcoming wildfire season for Austin firefighters in Lubbock uh, to help its response to the wildfires. He's got three firefighter strike teams prepared to fight any wildfires that may pop up. Now, this comes after the Texas A&M Forest Service reported that on Wednesday, they responded to three wildfires across the state. Of course, we'll stay on top of any developments for you. Thank you, Kristen. It is going to be a little while longer before the Austin School District picks its next leader. The board voting to extend its interim superintendent's contract 
Board members say this move will give them more time to find who should be next in charge. Not everyone, though, supported that move. Some actually questioning the interim superintendent, Matias Segura's experience. This was at the meeting yesterday. He does have a background in engineering, but not education. Trustees said keeping Segura as interim leader is what is best for the district for now. It tackles big problems ahead like special education, evaluations, the lack of leadership for low-income students. Former trustees in the audience said the board giving him the resources he needs will help these things improve. As for Segura, he says he's going to do his best to lead the district during the search. It takes a lot of time to do a superintendent search, but also takes a lot of time to, you know, pay attention and create accountability for these um, really looming and timely issues. The one thing that you don't want to see is someone set up for failure, and I think he's an extremely smart man. You know, everybody has a role in education, and I think that the skills that I bring to this organization um, will help uh, move um, education, and, and especially for our most marginalized student groups. Segura's contract will now run until June 2024. When we go in depth here, Austin ISD is on its fourth superintendent in the last decade. Back in 2014, Paul Cruz served as the interim superintendent before he got the job that was full-time. And then he left during the early days of the pandemic in 2020. He took a job over at UT. Then stepped in Dr. Stephanie Elizalde as the superintendent for two years until 2022. She then took a job as the superintendent of Dallas ISD. Most recently, Dr. Anthony Mays took over last summer, but then he left in January for a superintendent job outside of Houston. A City of Austin report claims a nonprofit defrauded Austin Public Health to the tune of about $400,000. KXAN's Grace Reader looks at what this nonprofit was asked to do during the pandemic and why the city believes the group fell short while pocketing your money. This is up there with some of the biggest cases we've we've investigated on my team. A new report by the city auditor's office shows a nonprofit tapped to help get COVID-19 vaccines to hard to reach people, falsified documents and medical records. It's a nonprofit we've talked to before. Community advocates are working to According to the report, Central Texas Allied Health Institute was paid roughly $417,000 in taxpayer money it didn't deserve. It claims the nonprofit submitted fake documents to get reimbursed by the city and even reportedly made up hundreds of patients they claim to have vaccinated. And it's difficult when you're making up people because there isn't records that match things. Um, so it was a ton of work. That's why this investigation took over a year. Central Texas Allied Health Institute responded to the report with a lengthy statement, in part pointing the finger at a, quote, disgruntled employee who they say was responsible and has since quit. The city looked at that during their investigation. So then we had another interview with them about their investigation to find out, you know, what evidence do they have that falsification occurred and how could they tie it to this now former employee and they produced zero documents. They couldn't even show us one document that thought they thought was falsified. They couldn't show any, any evidence tying it to this one former employee. The nonprofit ended their statement saying it will never do business with the city of Austin again. The city hasn't extended any contracts to the nonprofit since. We understand bad things are going to happen, but we will hold people accountable when bad things do happen. We'll find the truth and then take the, that accountability step. Coming up, why a man sentenced to 60 years behind bars had his conviction overturned. How the DEA APD says, or at least critics say, they're the ones who messed up. What happens next? And the fight against overdoses continues. The warning over a so-called zombie drug. 
Faulty evidence led to an Austin man who served time for assaulting a woman to have his conviction overturned. Texas Court of Criminal Appeals says it based its decision on faulty DNA evidence shown during his trial. Travis County DA's office dismissed the case against Billy Faircloth. He's the man you see in that video. This was from last September. Now back in 2012, the court sentenced him to 60 years. And in a statement, the DA Jose Garza said there is no question the woman was assaulted, but because of, quote, the unreliability of the DNA evidence presented at trial, we cannot prove who committed the assault. Here's the background on the DNA mentioned in this case. A 2016 audit found Austin police lab technicians use flawed science when calculating the odds of DNA results, possibly botching thousands of cases. The report eventually led to the shutdown of APD's DNA lab. Former President Trump indicted on criminal charges. What this means for him and his presidential campaign moving forward. How about this for a Friday call? Calling all grilled masters and margarita lovers. How you can use your skills to compete for some money. Good morning. We'll check in with the UT baseball team as they are back in action against Oklahoma State on the road beginning a new series. And also the Houston Astros and Texas Rangers made their 2023 regular season debut. That's later in sports. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Good morning, everyone. A live look outside to start off your Friday from our weather camera over at the Whittle Sea in Liberty Hill. You can see it's a kind of a blurry start it's to your Friday, start. isn't it? Is it the weather or is it us as we're just waking up? It is pretty early. It's your eyes. It's yeah. our eyes. Maybe it's too many margaritas. Maybe it's too much food that you had last night. But you know what? This is for you. We're calling all the grill masters and all the mar margarita lovers. The city of Kyle wants you to compete at the 2023 Kyle Fair, a text Travaganza. That's a tricky one. A Texas Travaganza. Applications are now open for com uh, competitors. They're taking place from May 19th through the 21st at Lake Kyle Park. You do need to be 21 years or older <laughs> to compete in the margarita competition. For the barbecue cook-off, you actually need to be 14 years old where your head chef needs to be at least 18. The deadline to register is May 1st, and you could win some cash. Nice. Some of our um, local high schools have, like, barbecue teams. They do. So I'm, I'm wondering if by making the, the minimum age 14, if it's yeah. come Open on down. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like a good time. That's <laughs> what it sounds like. Yes. Margaritas and ribs, sign me up. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast, because we're going to be starting with the main cloudiest sky. Uh, radar's trying to pick up on some sprinkles. It's possible, but these sprinkles will be be very light and they're only going to be here for the next couple of hours. I don't expect it to be an all day kind of cloudy and rainy day like what we had yesterday. Believe it or not, it rained and you know that light rain almost all day. We picked up only four hundredths of an inch again. Maybe I was so disappointed in seeing that rain total this morning, but hey, we'll, we'll be grateful for what we can get. 70 degrees with humidity at 90%. It's going to be warm and it's going to be muggy to humid today. Current temperatures area wide upper 60s to low 70s. 
Let's talk about what to expect this afternoon because today, the last day of March, not going to feel like March. High temperature of 91 degrees. That is expected to break the current record of 90 last step back in 1974. Now, in my opinion, that's a hot day, right? Especially by spring standards. But you'll notice we've got a rain chance component to this too. So it won't hurt the warm up. We're talking upper 80s to low 90s everywhere because the cold front comes in late in the day. So we're going to see a little bit of compression, a warming before the front gets in here. And as far as the impacts of the front goes, once we get into the lunchtime hour, I expect sunshine. But after lunch, you'll notice this line of storms kind of firing up along and east of I-35. Now, still very isolated. Isolated storm chances with some showers kind of mixed in there. I can at this point say it's possible that we see one or two strong to severe storms. I mean, it's a one out of five risk here, but I think for the majority of us, we're not going to see storms. This is just the very tail end of a much larger system that's generally passing to our north. You'll notice even the rainfall potential very, very low. I mean, we're talking a few hundredths of an inch to at most a quarter of an inch up in Milam County, and that's it. So I wouldn't get too caught up in the rain chances today. I think there's a better rain chance on Sunday. So we'll go dry skies for Saturday, 85 degrees on Sunday. As far as the seven-day forecast goes, 91 today. Colt front leaves us just slightly cooler in the mid-80s Saturday, Sunday. That 10% chance to see on Saturday, that's for Saturday night. I think that's going to preface this 30% chance we have on Sunday. Monday and Tuesday, record highs expected ahead of our next cold front coming in late Tuesday, Wednesday. That brings a better chance of rain end of next week. Thank you, Kristen. State and national leaders are warning about a dangerous new substance they call a zombie drug. Vets, veterinarians, use xylazine to sedate horses, but some people are taking it. They're mixing it with fentanyl. The Drug Enforcement Agency says it's even more dangerous when you do that because there is no antidote. But how close is it to our community? KXAN's Ryan Chandler sitting down with a DEA special agent in Austin to find out. It's a deadly, skin-rotting zombie drug. Fearful warnings from Congress to the state capitol. It can really depress someone's heart rate, depress their breathing, uh, you know, knock them out. A veterinary tranquilizer, the DEA warns, is making illicit drugs even more dangerous and spreading across Texas. I, I can't go into the specifics about it, but uh, we are seeing that xylazine is being used with fentanyl uh, and other controlled substances, uh, and some of those individuals uh, have passed away. But the DEA couldn't provide specific data. You know, just so Texans have an idea of how concerned they need to be, though, is this in the, the tens, the hundreds, the thousands? I, I don't know if we can actually uh, honestly answer that question for you. I mean, we, we are seeing it. We know it's here, uh, and we're trying to address it. The Texas Department of State Health Services first announced it detected xylazine in West Texas. The DEA now says it's in Austin, and xylazine deaths are up more than 1,100% throughout the South since 2021. But State Health Services points to four deaths as of last week. Hodges worries it will become a statewide problem soon, and they're calling for federal action to stop it. Uh, it's still regulated under the Food and Drug Administration, and we're working with the FDA to try to get it regulated. 
What would it mean if it is listed as a controlled substance for the DEA? Would that give you more enforcement authority or, or more funding to, to address it? What does that mean? Yeah, actually, uh, well, both. Uh, first of all, we'll get the funding uh, that we need to, to address the issue, but more importantly, it'll give us the uh, uh, statutory uh, authority to uh, uh, make arrests and, and do investigations. Ryan Chandler, KXAN News. Senator Chuck Schumer is calling on Congress to increase funding for the Substance Use and Mental Health Services Administration, also for DEA drug diversion teams. These would work to prevent this legal drug from being used for the wrong purpose. Until then, the DEA stresses it is up to Texans to protect themselves by only taking drugs prescribed by your doctor. An Austin police officer ran nearly 200 miles to help raise money and awareness for a very special cause. That is so awesome. Corporal Ben Mewis started at the San Jacinto Monument in Harris County Sunday evening. And then you see there made it over to the state capitol around 3.30 yesterday morning. We first met up with him in the fall of 2021 when he decided to run every street of his patrol sector in central Austin to connect with the community he serves. Around Thanksgiving, he ran from the Alamo to the Capitol, and then people asked him if he was wearing or rather running to support something. And that inspired him to say, yeah, to complete this endeavor in support of Travis County CASA. Now, CASA is that organization that helps children who have experienced abuse or neglect. For me specifically, like the hardest calls that I take have to do with children involved as victims at work. So this means a lot to me for Austin and for Travis County. And during this run, Corporal Mewis raised about $5,000 for Travis County CASA. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning. After taking a brief break to topple their rivals, Texas A&M, Texas returns to conference play on the road tonight as they seek to increase the nation's longest winning streak, 15 games. They'll go for number 16 against Oklahoma State in Stillwater tonight. It's the first road series of conference play this year for the Horns. Oklahoma State, they're a very good team who made a regional last year. This year, they're as ranked as well as the Longhorns and have a 4-2 and two Big 12 record so far. This series will be a good measuring stick for the Horns, who have seemed to overcome that shaky start. They stuck with their work, and I think that's been the key. And then they've had good results, and so now you can start seeing uh, so much more confidence. And, and not only at the plate, but attacking hitters, expecting and wanting the baseball hit to them. And so it's a good thing as a, as a ball club to, to feel like, you know, as a team, there's a lot of confidence, and as a team, you expect to win. Game one of the series is tonight at 6 o'clock. Major League Baseball, the Houston Astros have basked in the glory of being champions all offseason, all spring training, and they got to celebrate it one final and fancy time last night when they took on the Chicago White Sox in their 2023 regular season debut. Astros owner Jim Crane and his wife and their dog riding onto the field in style with the World Series trophy. They unveiled the World Series banner on the field before the game and soaked it all in as Dusty Baker and the Astros officially began their quest for back-to-back -back titles. It was scoreless in the seventh when Aaron Bummer's wild pitch scores Jordan Alvarez to put the Astros up 1-0. Yasmani Grandal, the catcher on that play, took it hard. Well, he made up for it with this home run to tie it up at 1. Then at the top of the night, still tied at 1. 2-1 one for the White Sox, Andrew Vaughn. Hits this one to center. That goes all the way to the wall. That's a two-run double to make it 3-1. White Sox, bottom of the ninth. Astros down to two outs. Already gave up one. Jordan Alvarez able 
to close the gap to one run with that homer. Winning run at the plate for the Strohs, but he strikes out. And with that, the White Sox spoil the party 3-2. to two. Chicago takes game one of the year in Houston. The Texas Rangers defeated the Philadelphia Phillies in game one of their regular season uh, yesterday, beating Philadelphia 11-7. to Of course, the Rangers affiliates, the Round Rock Express, they'll begin their season tonight. Adele Diamond against Albuquerque. First pitch for that one is set for 7.05. That's it for sports. Let's go back over to you. Thank you. You know, it's a long baseball season, so I hope the Astros fans aren't too disappointed. I know. That was heartbreaking, though. <laughs> yeah, right? that like, was. Oh, that's they, they gave everyone a little hope there in the ninth. Um, excitement also building for the NCAA Women's Final Four in Dallas. And the organization spent time celebrating community leaders that are making a difference there. Vince Sims has a look at the Final Four Legends and Legacy Community Awards. The women's NCAA tournament and teams may be the main attraction, but taking center court Wednesday night are the NCAA Legends and Legacy Community Award honorees, including the grandmother of Juneteenth and Nobel Peace Prize nominee, Opal Lee. It's humbling, you know that, don't you? It's just delightful that people are beginning to listen. You know, I started off walking from Fort Worth to Washington, D.C. The award recognizes local community builders making a difference in and around their city, like Nick Marino Jr., founder of Tango Charities. More than 6 million meals have been served by 90,000 volunteers. He says this award is for them. I feel that this is an, an award for myself. This is an award for every single person that has given up that time to make an impact in their community by putting food on the table for those that are in need. The evening is about celebrating all their work, be it in sports like Michelle Tack, who is a former UNT basketball player serving as a mentor and speaker for women in sports, or education like Byron Sanders, founder of the organization Big Thought, which is closing the opportunity gaps to empower youth. It's all important work, landing them the title of legends. Anything with the word legends and it feels, I, I, I feel unworthy, but I'm just, a, I'm just so blessed that somebody out there thought enough of what I have been fortunate to do uh, in serving my community that they threw my name in a hat. They all are inspired to continue doing their good deeds. I tell you, there's work to be done. We can't sit on our laws. In Dallas, Vince Sims, NBC5. Vince Sims reporting for us, as you heard there. The honorees will also be recognized during one of the games today. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.